I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey with Weintraub Tobin. Welcome to another installment of The Briefing by the IP Lobby. So Josh, I understand that we have a significant ruling related to fair use coming out of the Second Circuit. That's right, Scott. And I think it's especially important to those of us who represent artists. The Second Circuit recently reversed the Southern District of New York's finding of fair use in a case known as Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts versus Goldsmith, Inc. In that case, Goldsmith, a celebrity photographer, sued Warhol for infringing Goldsmith's copyright in photographs she took of prints. And if I recall correctly, the Southern District granted summary judgment in favor of Warhol, finding that the print series was transformative because while the goldsmith photograph portrays prince as not a comfortable person and a vulnerable human being the print series uh done by warhol portrays prince as a iconic larger than life figure and although the goldsmith photograph is both creative and unpublished which would traditionally weigh in goldsmith's favor um the court found this to be of limited importance because of the Warhol's Prince series uh, works were transformative works. And then lastly, in creating the Prince series works, Warhol removed nearly all of Goldsmith's uh, protectable elements of the photograph. Um, and then lastly, the court determined that the Prince series works are not, meaning Warhol's uh, paintings, are not marketable substitutes that have harmed or have the potential to harm Goldsmith. That's exactly right. And Goldsmith was obviously displeased with the district court's ruling. And so Goldsmith appealed the matter to the Second Circuit. Uh, so on appeal, the Second Circuit first turned to the first factor of the fair use test, which focuses on whether the work is transformative in nature and whether it's commercial. Mostly that factor focuses on the transformative aspect. And in doing so, the court noted that it had rejected the principle that a work must comment on another work in order to qualify for fair use uh, in its landmark decision in Cario versus Prince. And, and by the way, that's just a coincidence that is also Prince, uh, not the same figure. Uh, and the court acknowledged there that the lower court in this case relied heavily on the carryout decision to reach its conclusion. The court referred to carryout as the high watermark of the court's recognition of transformative works, and it acknowledged that the decision has been sharply criticized. The court acknowledged that it remains bound by carryout, but that clarification is required. And what did the court say, Josh? The court said that while New expression, meaning, or message is central to a work being deemed transformative, it does not follow that any secondary work that adds a new aesthetic will be deemed transformative. The court acknowledged that applying an overly liberal standard of transformativeness runs the risk of dismissing a statutory protection for derivative works. In reading the case, Josh, it seems that the Second Circuit uh, found that where this secondary work doesn't comment on or relate back to the original work or it doesn't use the original for a purpose other than for that which it was created, uh, the bare assertion of a higher or different artistic use is not enough 
to render a work transformative. That's exactly right. Instead, the secondary work must be perceived as embodying an entirely distinct artistic purpose, one that conveys a new meaning or message entirely separate from its source material. The Second Circuit acknowledged that works that have done so thus far have themselves been distinct works of art that draw from numerous sources, rather than works that simply alter or recast a single work with a new aesthetic. And the Second Circuit found the Warhol works to be of the latter category, right? The Second Circuit found the lower court erred by focusing on the intent of the artist, namely Goldsmith's intent to portray Prince as vulnerable and Warhol's intent to portray Prince as larger than life. This case reminds me of the Shepard Farley associated press uh, photograph slash hope poster case. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. And at the time, back in 2011, uh, most critics believe that Shepard Farley's poster would qualify as fair use. But under this case, it would, it clearly would not. Right, right. And, and I thought about that because I know you and I had a discussion about the Shepard Farley case, uh, you know, fairly recently. And so that crossed my mind when I found out that the Second Circuit had overturned the Southern District's ruling because I, I was pretty familiar with the Southern District's ruling. I mean, I've I've reviewed it, I've cited it in past instances, and, and this is a significant change. And it does seem like under this test, um, you would have a different outcome in the, in the Farley case had that actually been litigated, especially at, at this point. I mean, the Second Circuit goes to the extent of saying that at a bare minimum for a work to be deemed transformative, it has to be something more than the imposition of another artist's style on the primary work, such that the secondary work remains both recognizably deriving from and retaining the essential elements of its source material. So here, uh, if you go back to the district court's ruling, uh, one of the, the things that I can think of that the district court really hung its hat on was it said that when you look at these works side by side, sure, you may say that the Warhol work was inspired by this photograph, but when you look at the Warhol piece, you say that's a Warhol. Like, you know that that's one of his works. It's his style. It's his influence. But here, the Second Circuit's taking issue with that and saying, that's not enough to be a transformative work. Just putting your spin on something is really a derivative work, which is protected under the Copyright Act. That's interesting because I don't know that I agree that it's a derivative work, right? Shepard Farley has a very distinct style. And I don't, I just don't think I don't know that I buy this. Um, it's interesting. You know, look, copyright protection, it's a pendulum and it swings, it swings one way and it swings the other way. And, and, and um, you know, Prince in the carry you win had fair use swinging pretty far uh, to, on the, you know, protection side. And, and now maybe the second circuit is swinging it back a little bit uh, the other direction. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know that I buy this. Um, cl because clearly, when you think about it, um, so the purpose of copyright is to encourage artistry, right? Encourage artistic expression and encourage the protection of art. And also, you know, it's not about a monopoly on artistic expression. The whole purpose 
is, um, you know, the whole purpose behind fair use is to allow the creation of new artistic works, right? Works that embody a, a totally different artistic take. Uh, and, and, and clearly Warhol and Shepard Farley, if they look at an image and they have a, a different take and a different perception on it, that becomes something else. It becomes something more than the photograph. Uh, how can that not be transformative? I don't necessarily agree with it either, Scott. I mean, I think that the second circuit is going out of its way to create this like somewhat of a bright line test as to what is or isn't transformative. And I don't really think this is one of those topics that lends itself to uh, a bright line test. I mean, I think it's something that more often than not probably has to go to a trier of fact to have the decision made because, you know, I think that if we stay on this whole uh, topic of, of how they're recreating the work, I mean, I think it becomes a question of degree. Like, how different is this? How much has the style changed? Because I think if we look at Shepard Farley or we look at the uh, Warhol pieces, I think it's fair to say, if you look at something and say, oh, that's a Warhol, I think that has become a transformative piece. Um, you know, if I take that same photo and I sketch it, well, first of all, you won't be able to recognize it if I did that. But let's say I could sketch uh, at, with some proficiency. Um, I don't think that is a transformative work because that's me tracing a photograph. And, and that doesn't meet the test for me. But when something is substantially different and it's taken on its own expression, um, I think that's transformative. So I, I don't know if the Second Circuit got this right. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It'll cause a number of artists who may use photographs as the basis for their artwork. Um, I, how, how else do you paint a picture of somebody famous other than by looking at photographs? Uh, right? I mean, I, like, guess I'm, I mean, I'm thinking there's, really, there's a number of artists that I'm thinking of that, that do this. And how else do they paint a photograph? And they have a, you know, a, a unique creative artistic style. And when you purchase the painting, you purchase it for that artistic style. And it's not necessarily because it's, Jimi Hendrix or somebody else up there, right? Um, and how do you, unless this person has met Jimi Hendrix in person and knows what they look like, how is an artist to know what somebody looks like? Unless he's sitting right in front of you. And that's kind of hard right. with Jimi Hendrix because he's been dead for a long time. So right. like, how do you do that other than by looking at a photograph? It, it doesn't seem like this ruling is practical in any way. Uh, it certainly isn't friendly toward, well, I, I guess I would say it's not friendly toward the arts, but I suppose photography is art as well. And so you could say, oh, it's very friendly towards photographers, but it's not so friendly toward uh, painters. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting ruling. Uh, I could definitely say that. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing to think about, right? Second Circuit, New York. Photography tend, a lot of photography tends to be based out of New York. So, I mean, this is an issue. Um, this is an issue for artists that sell their work online and have like possibly might reasonably be held into court in New York 
because they do business in New York. And this would turn out differently in the Ninth Circuit, but in, the, in, in New York, it, it might not turn out so good. Right. Interesting. Really interesting, Josh. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Scott. I hope you enjoyed this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel for more content like this. One production note. Throughout this recording, we mispronounced Shepard Ferry's name. We pronounced it as Farley. It's Ferry. We're sorry, Shepard. We didn't mean any disrespect.